It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day welcome to the locked on thunder podcast for may 16th i am eric g thank you so much for making me a part of your day coming up in today's podcast i dare say that none of the other none of the other locked on podcasts here in the locked on podcast network will have the content that i am going to give you it's all about bringing sports book into the state of oklahoma it's something that concerns us considering the supreme court has lifted nevada's stranglehold on sports betting so how hard or how easy will it be for Oklahoma to get sports book and if you're not from the state of Oklahoma and you're thinking why should I listen to this well one you may visit Oklahoma very soon and two when I was growing up watching either the Cubs or the Braves broadcast on WGN and WTGA W slash WTBS I always liked the Cubs broadcast better because it was a window into Chicago And I'm going to try and give you a window into Oklahoma City. Sort of like taking a vacation without having to spend the money on airline tickets. In segment number two, I will tell you the one guy the Thunder need to go after in the offseason. They'd have to make a trade to get him. He's still playing. So we'll discuss how likely it would be for this guy to come aboard. And if they can't get him, is there somebody else like him that the Thunder could somehow add to their roster. And in segment number three, we'll talk about the Western Conference Finals game two tonight between GSW and Houston. And the coolest thing about last night's draft, or last night's draft lottery, I should say, there was something I completely missed. I completely missed that I had to go back and see it on the internet today. But it's something that should be talked about for years and years to come. Also, if you do cleaning around the house, Like anyone, can you tell me how to get the smell of bleach out of my nose? I think I just inhaled a massive amount of bleach or this crap called Kaboom while I was trying to clean bathrooms today, trying to do a little work. That's why the uh, Locked on Thunder podcast is a little late today, trying to help out around the house. And man, my nose not only burns, but I cannot get that smell out. So if you have any suggestions, let me know at G-E-E-H-S-O. You know, I'll probably get some tweet to be like, hey, dude, you need to go to the hospital. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I also work for another publication called Thunder Digest. Shout out to Chuck Cheney. And if you like what you hear, you can go on to LockedOnThunder.com. All our podcasts are archived, as well as there are videos and audio from Thunder player and coaches. That's LockedOnThunder.com. All right, segment number one now. 
of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And I spent the better part of this morning not just cleaning and not just burning my the inside of my nose with cleaning products, but talking to Jason Doyle, who's a good friend of mine and who has covered the political scene here in Oklahoma for eons. And if there's anything politically going on in the state of Oklahoma, Jason Doyle not only knows about it, but understands the ins and outs better than anybody else here in the state. So I asked him about the possibility of Sportsbook coming to Oklahoma. And here's what he said. He said, first and foremost, it's like paramutual betting. That's something that we've got to understand. So that means if it's paramutual betting, it won't necessarily go to the Native American tribes. Like they cannot run a monopoly on this. It doesn't mean that they couldn't possibly open up some really cool sports books inside their casinos. However, this could be a deal where you could see gambling sites in shopping malls. You could possibly see gambling at some of the tracks that are here in the state of Oklahoma. So paramutual betting. Second, he felt a good timeline on it might be as early as next summer. So that would only take a year. And he also said that there will probably be some candidates as soon as Memorial Day comes and goes that'll start kind of running on the promise of bringing sports betting to the state of Oklahoma. And he said that you're going to have some opposition. He said that that needs to be expected here from people in Oklahoma that even though you can take the tax money and everybody loves taking the tax money and you can apply it to education and for our legislatures here in Oklahoma after the gaffe they had this spring by screwing over the teachers, screwing over, screwing over more importantly than the teachers, screwing over the schools here in Oklahoma, they can now have another source of income to fund education, fund roads, etc. And because in Oklahoma we don't like taxes, just the way we are here in Oklahoma, this would be another revenue stream. So he feels like it can get done. He also thinks that maybe sooner rather than later because Mary Fallon might want to get it done after everything that happened during this spring. So that's there it is in a nutshell that if you want betting in Oklahoma, those are the things that are going to have to work itself out. I would tell you that if I were in the legislature here in Oklahoma, which I'm really not qualified to be, I have friends. I have one friend that's in the legislature. I he's qualified to do it. I'm not. So look, hey John, John Eccles, if you're listening, I'm talking to you, fraternity brother of mine. Here's the way I would do it. I would let anybody open a sports book site here in Oklahoma. We talked about putting them in strip malls. That's what I do. Where you could come in, make your bets, leave. You could do it via your smartphone. You could do it online. Whatever. But it's all going to the same place. And I would also think that since sports betting is now, we're going to start seeing it crop up in states around America. Things like DraftKings, um, what's the other one? FanDuel. I would think these sites start going a little, little heavier on advertising because now states are going to want you to play these daily fantasy leagues because that's considered sports betting. It's legal and you can tax it therefore bringing in more money into the state, and then you can use it for whatever you need to in the state. And in Oklahoma, as I've said before, it's education, it's roads. Those are the things that need to get the majority of the attention or majority of the attention here in Oklahoma. The other thing I would do, again, you're, you're now making me king of the state of Oklahoma. Here's what I would do if sports betting were legal in Oklahoma. I would allow you to bet in sports bars. 
So places like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I would allow you to bet there. I would allow you to bet in like the Bricktown Brewery in downtown or hell, Chilinos in downtown because they, that's close to the peak and it's close to the Bricktown Ballpark or was it the Chickasaw Ballpark now? Chickasaw Ballpark in Bricktown. Anything close to that, I would want Sportsbook in because I think it's going to be a major draw. And any restaurants that could possibly get it before you go to a Thunder game, how cool would it be before you go to a Thunder game? You go into any restaurant downtown. Let's say you go to Mickey Mantle's, and I'm just throwing out restaurants here left and right. You go into Mickey Mantle's, or you go into Louie's, you go into any one of these fine establishments, and you're able to watch NBA games, and you're able to make bets before you go to a Thunder game. I am all on board with that. The other thing that I'm not really worried about is whether or not players start looking at these prop bets and start affecting them. Because the reason I say I'm not worried about it is because I think it's just going to happen. I think guys are going to hear about these prop bets. They're going to know people are going to bet on them. And then they're going to do whatever they can to to affect the outcome just to screw with people. That's, That's an inevitable when you set something like this up. However, I do think it should be a hard, fast rule. In any professional sports league, any professional sports league, that you are not allowed to gamble, period. You're not allowed, if you play, if you coach, if you're a GM, if you're an owner, you shouldn't be allowed to go into a casino, you shouldn't be allowed to go to a track, shouldn't be allowed to gamble with your friends, and certainly should not be doing any sort of sports betting whatsoever. The reason I say that is because I don't want guys to get in debt, and it's when guys get in debt is when we can start questioning the integrity of the game. And we all know that the NBA has had major issues with the integrity of its game, or at least has had its integrity get called into question because of the Tim Donaghy thing. And then, of course, there is Mark Cuban who calls into question everything that happens in the NBA because he just feels like he and the Mavericks are getting screwed. And Mark, well, Mark, you might not want to shoot your mouth off about the fact that it would benefit your team to lose I mean, I agree with you, but you you really don't want to go down that road and piss off Adam Silver. And certainly, you got to quit bad-mouthing Russell Westbrook. You, you do these things, and then, Mark, as we've seen, karma comes up to bite you in the butt. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I want to thank you so much for joining me. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment two... If the Thunder could poach one guy, and well, I guess you're not really poaching him. You're getting him in a trade. Who is the one guy I would like to see added to the Thunder roster? And if the Thunder can't get him, well, who could they possibly get that's like him? I'll tell you next, coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is Jake from Locked on. Locked on has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So the Boston Celtics are now up on the Cleveland Cavaliers two games to none in the Eastern Conference Finals. And last night, and I know this is not an original thought because many of Thunder fans have thought this, Many of Thunder fans who have allegiances to Oklahoma State University have definitely thought this. But Marcus Smart is the type of guy the Oklahoma City Thunder need coming off the bench. Last night, Marcus Smart really endeared himself to me, not only by playing his butt off. And I thought Marcus Smart probably had one of the best games of his career last night playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But when J.R. Smith shoved Al Horford and got that flagrant one... I like the fact, actually like, not not a strong enough word, love the fact, love the fact that Marcus Smart decided that he was going to take J.R. Smith on. That they were going to do a little one-on-one dance, that you couldn't do that to his boy, and if there was going to be a little mixing up, it was going to happen. The Thunder have lacked those guys for a long time. The only guy that I, I really truly think might fight for you on the Oklahoma City Thunder is Steven Adams. And he's in the starting five. Okay, maybe Carmelo Anthony, maybe Paul George. And again, I'm I'm assuming both of those guys are going to come back and probably neither one are going to be here in Oklahoma City next year. But if you have Marcus Smart coming off the bench, he's the type of guy who can ignite a spark. And that's not to badmouth Raymond Felton because if the Thunder can't trade for Marcus Smart, who is a $13 million cap hit on the Celtics next year. He's scheduled to make just over $6 million. Got one year left on his deal before he becomes a restricted free agent. If the Thunder can't do that deal, and dealing with Danny Ainge is very tricky, plus I'm not sure what assets the Thunder have to offer the Celtics that would make that deal enticing. Because after last night, if I'm the Celtics, I'm not anxious to give this guy up especially with the way that he's playing, considering the Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward are both out, and the Celtics are, are most likely going to make it into the uh, into the NBA Finals. I would love to get him. I just don't see it happening. So I'm starting to think about those other kind of guys. I think Raymond Felton is kind of that guy. The only problem with Raymond is, is that Raymond's already in his 30s, and I'd like to get a younger version of that here in Oklahoma City. Then again, I don't want to see Raymond Felton go just because he's very good on the mic and we always need guys that are good at a media scrum and don't mind talking to us. So uh, maybe keep Raymond Felton. But yeah, if the Thunder could get Marcus Smart, I say go for it. Speaking of the Eastern Conference Finals, continue to goon it up if you're the Boston Celtics. It's very apparent that the Celtics are a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers. And all those moves that the Cavaliers made has essentially resulted in a team that's looking for LeBron to get them to the NBA Finals. Nobody else really seems all that enthused about helping out with the cause. Kevin Love, sort of. J.R. Smith does a lot of standing around on offense. In fact, that's what I saw last night out of the Cavs, is a lot of standing around on offense and not able to match the intensity that the Boston Celtics are bringing. And if there's ever been that cliche of one team wants it more than the other, well, the Celtics keep proving 
that they want this a lot more than the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if the Cavs are going to make it, it's unfortunately exactly like that Saturday Night Live commercial said, we're the other Cavaliers. Don't forget about us. We'll pick up LeBron's jock. We'll hop on his back. We'll roll the ball out on the floor so the clock won't start and we're good at that. That's what it is. And it's sad. It's it's a stereotype. It's a cliche. It's whatever you want to call it. But unfortunately, there's more than a modicum of truth going with it. And the Cavaliers at this point stand absolutely zero chance of overcoming this two games to none lead. In fact, this series, the Cavaliers will be darn lucky if this series even makes it back to Boston right now. Proving that, yes, you can have the world's greatest player, but you better have guys that surround him or he's not going to be able to win the championship. Case in point, guy we always like to fall back on, Michael Jordan. Look at all the guys he was surrounded with. Had a Hall of Famer and a guy like Scottie Pippen. He had guys like Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. You had B.J. Armstrong. You had you had Stacey King coming off the bench. You had Bill Cartwright. You had Paxson and Kerr. There were enough role players to get it done, and the Cavs just don't have that now. And unless they find a heart, and that's the big thing. When they go see the Wizard, they need to get the heart. Because I think the head's there, but they need the heart and the courage. You know, go see the Wizard, see if you can get it done, because right now the Boston Celtics should be booking their ticket to head to the West Coast. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment number three, we break down the East, or excuse me, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Western Conference Finals. And talk about the best thing that happened at last night's draft. Lottery. Draft lottery. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please check out Locked On Celtics, Locked On Cavaliers, Locked On Rockets, and Locked On Warriors for the latest and the goings-on of the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. Those are local experts doing those podcasts every day. They are also local experts who are writing every day at LockedOnSports.com. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, if you're the Houston Rockets, take a page out of the Celtics playbook and get physical with the Warriors. They were called goons last night. Who cares? Who cares if you're called goons? Because the only thing that matters is whether or not You're actually winning these series. And that's what you've got to do if you're the Rockets. You've got to out-physical the Golden State Warriors and somehow get into their head. You've got to frustrate Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. You've got to make them feel like you're an absolute pest tonight. And somebody other than James Harden has got to get it done. James Harden can score 41 points. He can play iso ball, but there have to be other guys that contribute. Clint Capella's got to come up big tonight. P.J. Tucker's got to have more than what he did. Eric Gordon coming off the bench has got to be big. I mean, and and all the, a matter of fact, all the guys off the bench. It's got to, it's going to take that complete total team effort again, more cliches that you've heard before for the Rockets to win this one. It can't just be James Harden 
handling the ball and then waiting for everyone to move and get open, everybody's got to play a lot better than what they did on Monday night if Houston has any chance to win this game. Best thing about the NBA draft lottery last night, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for getting the number one pick, is we saw Jamie Gertz. And I didn't even notice that last night. I was sitting down eating dinner. Jamie Gertz, yes, from my childhood, square pegs, less than zero. Here in Oklahoma, we remember her more for Twister, although I'm pretty sure, pretty sure if I'm just betting, I bet she does not have that bad, she doesn't talk about that bad Oklahoma accent that she did in the, in that movie. Ah, Jamie Gertz looked fabulous. It was great to see her last night. As a matter of fact, I hope the Atlanta Hawks are in the lottery from now on and the owner keeps using her as his good luck charm because, well, she's married to the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. For those of you that are wondering where Trey Young's going to go, all signs point to Orlando. Looked at a few mock drafts today. That seems to be where Trey Young is headed, which, hey, him and him and Aaron Gordon, that's not a bad combination. Now, there's a bunch of other just guys on that team, but I think you could sell Aaron Gordon and Trey Young, and you could put butts in the seats if you're Orlando. I was really hoping he'd have a chance to go to Cleveland. That's not going to happen, and he's not going to be able. He's not going to go to the Hawks now because the Hawks moved up into that third spot. That wraps up today's Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will join you tomorrow, and hopefully we'll get this cranked out a little earlier. Until then, ELE, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.